Welcome to the Amy Rushworth Show. I'm your host, Amy. I'm so glad you're here. I'm an empowerment and sexual wellness coach, breathwork teacher, podcaster, course creator, badass bitch, and a globally recognized thought leader on empowerment. And I'm here to help you if you're ready to fuck off the rules and create a life of unashamed, unapologetic pleasure and deep, deep confidence. I have a burning passion for the taboo and naughty areas of womanhood that we're not supposed to talk about, such as sexual wellness, bold self-expression, defying social expectations, and so much more. The topics that we're typically taught to shut up about or be ashamed of are the conversations I live for, and those are the kind of juicy, soulful chats that are going down on this show. My intention is for you to step into your most outrageously free, unapologetically expressed version of you. So if that sounds like a vibe, let's fucking go. Are you ready? Hello, beautiful. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you, Amy. How are you? Good, thank you. I would love for you to introduce uh, yourself to our listeners. I'm ecstatic that you're a fellow Leo. We're going to have all the fun on our chats today. We sure are. And so, hi, everybody listening from wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Uh, My name is Elle Louise McBride, and I am based on the Gold Coast in Australia. And I do many different uh, things, but most commonly known for havening techniques, which is what we're going to speak about today. And I am based here. I run workshops, I run retreats, and I do one-on-one as well as facilitate with an incredible community called the Enlightened Co here in Australia and globally. So, yeah, I I am obsessed with guiding people back to the belief system that they're enough, and you know, in doing that, it can look like many different roads. So, yeah, amazing, amazing, and. Uh, we were just talking about how it's just been the Leo full moon. We're both Leo. <laughs> We've been feeling a little bit sensitive. Uh, so uh, I feel like I'm coming out the other side of this. And I know you've just had like quite an emotional day. And you were sharing on your stories about this technique that you do, which is havening, which is so interesting. And I only recently heard of this through you, actually. Mm-hmm. So Can you tell us what havening is? Like, how do we use it? Why would we use it? Tell us the scoop. Yeah, absolutely. So I found havening about five years ago. And for myself and, you know, the experience of what actually havening is, it's a psychosensory therapy. So we're using touch to transform the way that we feel on a chemical level as well as a neurological level and within ourselves. So essentially um, being psychosensory, the Other modalities that are similar are EFT, EMDR, yoga, anything that uses the body. Um, And it's a a really beautiful nurturing uh, technique. But the the one component that I love the most about it is that we can work content-free. And this becomes such a beautiful thing to give people that have been through complex traumas um, that you know, we're able to to relook at the past and relook at the emotions that we're feeling and allow them to to completely transpire. It's um 
it's been developed over the last 20 years and it's absolutely incredible. So I'm excited to, to be talking more and more about it. Yeah, beautiful. So what led you to it? Was there like a personal element or story to this? Did it transform something for you? I would love to hear your own personal experience of it. Yeah, so absolutely. So myself, um, about five years ago, I'd found myself on the Gold Coast and I was trying to find where I needed to be in this world. I was on a a self-discovery journey at that time and was feeling quite lost on my path. And, you know, as divine guidance, it led me into a coffee shop where I was introduced to a woman named Karen Hedges. And Karen had just been to the UK and studied in this modality called Havening. And there was just something about this woman that I fell in love with instantly. There was a, a calmness and a confidence and something that reminded me of the parts of myself that I was so disconnected from and had become so disconnected from. And so we got talking and she said she was doing a case studies and, you know, if I wanted to have a session with her and I was like, I don't care what it is that you do. Like I just absolutely. And um, the next day we had a session. It went for about an hour and a half and I sat down and I'd been carrying something for a long time that really was weighing me down. I was diagnosed with depression when I was 16 years old and I was really struggling with CPTSD, um, as we know it to be now complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And for myself, I, I sat down in this chair and I just got a few words out and she started to um, use the havening techniques on me, the, the gentle stroke and the distractions. And within 20 minutes, if not 15 minutes, my the way that I felt within my body emotionally and physically it had completely shifted and I've since that day have not reflected back onto the memories and the things that I was holding ever the same so I um kind of then started this self-havening journey I kind of took what she did on me and and continued it and then three weeks later I was living back on the Gold Coast. I'd gone back to my my town I was living in and said, no, I am done. I packed up my life and moved back to the Gold Coast. And um, three weeks after that, so six weeks after finding Havening, the first Australian training was happening with the UK trainers. They'd come over and I was invited to come along. And here I am five years later as one of the, the leading practitioners here in Australia and, and globally. So it's, it's such a rewarding, rewarding journey of this modality being the thing. And I tried many different modalities at this point. Um, and I, some made me feel a little bit better and I'd, I'd feel better for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or a couple of months, but then I would very quickly spiral back down. Um, and other modalities as well kind of you know I wouldn't say worsen you know what I was experiencing but brought it a lot more alive for me and so it was this really hard balancing game until I found Havening where it just you know it it just left me and now when I'm working with clients oftentimes they'll say as they reflect back onto whatever it is that we're working on they'll say it's like I read it in a in a book or I'm seeing it on a movie 
it or so, like it's like somebody told me this story but it's it's no longer me and so when we when we create that feeling within ourselves there truly is is nothing better yeah wow yeah. that's so moving and i was just mm. thinking about my own journey uh, i also mm. had ptsd but i started with normal counseling and i mean no regrets because we go on the path that we go on right and that was helpful for me, but it wasn't until I actually started integrating therapies that incorporate some kind of touch. A lot of my sensuality work uses touch in meditations, mm. the felt sense. That's when things really shifted. So I feel like had I had a havening back at that point, if someone in Sydney had have met me in a coffee shop and told me at that point, that would have been amazing. Um, but just yeah. something that was not on my radar at all. Um, and I think like a lot of people aren't aware that there are so many different healing pathways available to them. If they have mm. something like complex PTSD, PTSD, anxiety, depression, whatever it is. So what is it that you think makes Havening so different to these other therapies? For myself and many other practitioners, we would say it's the science behind Havening. So Havening has been developed over the last 18 years by a doctor named Ronald Rudin and his brother, Stephen. And uh, Ronald is a neuroscientist. And so for himself, and, and he's really gone in and looked at what's actually happening to a, to a brain while it's going through traumatization. And then how uh, how we can then change that, and so taking the essence of if we are to, um, you know, there's a there's a baby that's that's crying, that's upset, that's distressed, and a mother or a caretaker or a father or you know an aunt, somebody goes and and picks up this child and gently strokes across its face, or it might stroke its arm and say, shh, it's okay, I'm here you're safe it's okay it's okay you know kind of giving it that nurturing love and so what they've worked out is that through this touch we essentially create large amounts of delta waves in the brain state and what the delta waves then do is create a chemical called calcineuron now this calcineuron creates a kind of like a, um, a a way to de-glue I suppose the I should find a really a better word for that but <laughs> to remove the glue that sticks the amper receptors now amper receptors what they do is so when we experience a, a, a trauma or a unpleasant experience our amygdala shoots off amper receptors to create the fight or flight response so the calcium neuron then completely dissolves these amper receptors so they they are removed and that way we can look back upon this memory that we might have and no longer have that fight or flight the memory stuff will still be there it might have shifted it might have changed it might feel further away um, it's no longer vividly there in you know our as if it's happening all over again and so it, it truly is the science behind the the doctors working out well what's happening 
to make it happen and then with this beautiful touch how is it all combined and they've being american doctors as well they've been very uh, sure to ensure that everything has been figured out before really trying to make this a, a public known um, service because it's against the pharmaceutical industry ultimately which you know healed people as we know don't make a lot of money um yeah. and so they've they've had to be quite careful to ensure that you know they they don't get shut down in any way and that it's it's a really respected um therapy and modality mm. yeah. yeah yeah totally and as you were saying that and i've seen you doing your havening on videos online the immediate thing that I think is so beautiful is that I feel so many people are starved of touch or they only get touch from their partner here and there or, you know, when they have a hug. And if we look at the current state of the world right now, particularly in the UK where loads of our listeners are, mm-hmm. everyone's completely touch starved because you're not allowed mm-hmm. to touch anyone. So the idea of us like coming back and like touching ourselves, touching our body, lovingly holding ourselves through different emotions to me, I'm like, that's fucking beautiful. That's amazing. Absolutely. And, you know, the listeners can do it with us now. If you just place both your hands on your shoulders and just in a downward motion, just gently stroke. So you'll have to cross your hands over and just almost like one stroke per second. And just really connect, like I said, as if you're nurturing an elderly person or a young child and just, you know, within a, a, a few strokes, you know, your whole body just starts to go, oh, okay, I'm here. And I'll give you a tip, and especially for those in, well, anywhere in the world at the moment during during the the COVID pandemic, if you bring your hands sort of up to your your third eye and just come down around your your cheeks, so kind of stroking as if you're again like a little baby. But I'll give you a trick. If you then cross your hands over and continue to do the same, it will feel like somebody else is doing it to you. It does feel like because that. We, <laughs> because we have the left and the right side of the brain. So if we are seeking that, that touch and that connection from somebody else, we can always do this. And I love to teach this to, to children and mothers as well. Like just think, you know, mum's here with you, mum's here with you. Um, we do have it running in the US at the moment as well within the schools. Well, obviously with we're now homeschooling in a lot of different countries but for them over there where the children start the day with the stroking of the arms and it's I open my mind to learning I open my heart to friendship I'm safe peaceful and calm I open my mind to learning I open my heart to friendship I'm safe peaceful and calm and they are noticing that in the schools that this is is being run through just one minute of that each day is completely changing the the way that you know the the school and and everybody is showing up in the um, behavioral um, side of things so having this in our homes and having it on our way to work you know I tend to do just like a one-arm haven if I'm in public and I'm kind of like oh you know like I'm waiting in a I'm terrible in a line I will admit (laughs) 
definitely something I get to work on. <laughs> but, you know, if I'm having to really practice patience, I'll just kind of stand there. Or, you know, in Australia, we are quite lucky that, you know, public transport, well, wherever I've lived, I've not lived in a major city, but, you know, I've had the freedom and flexibility of having a car. Um, so when I am on public transport or I go into, you know, city and I'm in Sydney and I'm catching trains and worried I'm going to get lost and get off at the wrong spot I I just do this just on my legs as well so it can be done in public places because we're just just down regulating the, the nervous system and that stress response that we're experiencing when we feel that discomfort and that um, unsafety yeah so yeah as you were talking about the school children, I was thinking, you know, for our mamas listening, is this something that you can teach kids to be able to self-soothe? Um, because obviously being able to self-soothe is such a skill that's going to help us into our adult lives as well. Absolutely. So what I encourage most for mums and, and families is, you know, we often have, you know, the naughty corner or the, the you know, silent corner or the timeout corner, whatever anybody wants to call it. Um, I suggest having a havening corner um, because then the child, you know, is probably sitting in some distress. You know, they've just acted out and they've, you know, bit their sibling or, you know, thrown something at the dog or whatever it might be that children do, um, you know, to seek that attention. and. So a child will act, act out in order to seek the attention and then they get in trouble for it. And the story that sometimes they run is, well, you know, it doesn't matter what I do, I'll always get into trouble. So I'll just, I won't do anything. And whatever the child's stories might be that's then running through their, their subconscious mind, if they then go and sit in that corner, whatever we want to call it, and just just do some havening while they're sitting there, they'll downregulate themselves and you won't have that battle of them. Sometimes they'll just want to continue sitting there. I get sent videos of, of children all the time from their mums and they might be saying affirmation. Children love affirmations. And so um, for them, I've got one woman in particular, her son will lay on the ground in Haven and it would just be saying, you know, I'm smart, I am brave, I'm strong, I am, I'm a good boy and just all these beautiful things about himself and you know when we are in a less stressed environment when we are sitting in in safety and calmness we're going to intake what it is that we need to take in so for those that might be listening that might be studying at the moment or you know reading a lot of textbooks or listening to you know their online classes we can use the havening techniques to actually encode a lot of that memory a lot faster as well. So it really doesn't matter what we do, we can be be applying this this touch for ourselves. There's there's many different forms of havening. Um, essentially it's a trauma therapy, but it's also really powerful in in putting in the good. You know, we can we can pull the weed out of the garden, but if we don't like plant the rosebud, we'll we'll end up with more weeds. So, yeah, yeah. that's my yeah. that's my take on that's my take on on therapy in general as well. We've, we've got to be planting the the good. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love the idea of having the body so involved because I know that for me and for many of my clients, they've done therapy, but they've had a totally different experience of the body-based healing and the somatic modalities because it's that bottom up approach. And the thing is, if you, you can understand something mentally, you can understand like, hey, I was abused. I act in this way as my trauma response and I get triggered by A, B, and C. You can know the why, but it's not going to stop you from like going into that full body activation in those moments. So uh, for me personally, like I'm, I don't experience any symptoms of my PTSD at all anymore. Um, I even spoke to the person who abused me and they apologized and I felt like neutral, which was wild because of doing body-based healing. Um, mm-hmm. And so weirdly, I was just thinking about, I've almost been intuitively havening a little bit, I think, because <laughs> when I'm in sessions with clients, because I'm so sensitive to people's energy, I'll sometimes just be sitting there stroking my own thighs, like letting the energy leave Mm. my body. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh, I'm touching myself, Uh, which is so, um, so cool to think like, wow, there's this whole modality around this uh, that I can explore and take that further. Yeah, when I was um, about six years old, my parents had a friend who had a a baby and my mum would often babysit for them. And, you know, I was six years old and here's this baby. So all I wanted to do was hold the baby. And I remember my mum kind of like sat me up and I sat in the chair and she puts the baby and she goes, "Just, just stroke over his face just like this until he falls asleep. And I always remembered it. So anytime I'd ever, ever held a baby, I'd always done that to them. And now I giggle because I'm like, I, I do this to people for a living now. <laughs> I, um, but it, it truly is, you know, we, we all crave touch, we seek touch. And, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, has been very sexualized for a lot of us to, you know, steer away and, you know, to not accept hugs and to, you know, um, not touch ourselves. There's so much shame around it in, in every way that that looks. And so that's why I love havening so much is, you know, we, we as practitioners will just do the arms and the face and the hands then we really can, you know, be doing this anywhere. Like I said, your legs. I myself, if I lay in bed, I kind of just go like down over my chest and just, you know, over my heart. Um, but in a in a a practice of a client and practitioner, you know, we we use the more appropriate places. So, you know, yeah. and that's probably the one thing as well. You know, it's just always asking permission. You know, people even now. I think that's probably been one of the the positives out of um, COVID, especially here in Australia, I will admit we've we've not been very um, affected by it. Um, but the beautiful learning for a lot of people to to ask permission, you know, can I can I sit by you? And I'm finding that in some ways people are becoming more connected because there's not that awkwardness of you know just assumption. Um, you know, people are, are genuinely asking and. Yeah, I'm, I'm noticing that there's a lot more embracing than than there has been. So it's it's in one way there's a sm- very small positive, but everything's always how we look at it as well. So I'm trying to just <laughs> stay stay in that. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Consent is sexy. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, that's the most sexiest thing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Amazing. So, so what's your mm. vision for Havening? I know you have like a vision for what, you know, what you desire Havening to be around the world. Could you tell us about it? Yeah, my I, I suppose to sum it up is just for it to become a household name. You know, we all know what, um, you know, a massage is or we know what therapy is, we know what counselling is. Um, and, you know, for Havening, I really would love to see it as a household name. And we did have um, Justin Bieber speak about it about a year ago now as well, which was so wonderful. None of us knew either. Um, he came out with his um, documentary, his series documentary on YouTube, and it was um, spoken about in there for kind of a lengthy period of time as well. It wasn't just a quick mention. So that was really wonderful that we, and, you know, I've seen still like a few videos as well. And, you know, I can tell that him and his beautiful wife, Hayley are using it. And, you know, I was always a believer as it was. And now <laughs> I'm, I'm a raging fan again. Um, Courtney Kardashian has spoken about it. Ashley Graham actually had a havening birth as well, which was really beautiful. Um, you know, very similar to hypnobirthing, but using havening to just again downregulate the body to, you know, allow um, that that calmness and and stillness. And there's some really beautiful photos of, you know, she's been very public around, um, you know, her birth stories. And I think that Ashley Graham is such a an iconic woman for our generation as well. And yeah, seeing her and Kim Sum. Um, it's just so beautiful for me it's so beautiful and to see it as a household name and I think for you know a couple of these people in particular like Justin Bieber and Courtney Kardashian having such a um, having such a um, you know young demographic as well I think you know mental health is becoming more and more uh, a common thing that we're speaking about and I love that but actually having things that are tangible and with havening we don't actually have to go into why a person is is there for the session you know every other modality that I had kind of done in my time you know it either wasn't talking at all but then I just kind of lay there and wasn't really sure on what I was meant to be doing or it was um you know talking about it and you know yes I, I went and did a lot of different talk therapies but I never talked about it so within havening you know I, I sat there and for 15 seconds I felt a bit uncomfortable but ever since then I've, I've never felt the same so yeah it's, it's truly just and until we have an experience of it and you know I'd, I'd love to give your listeners a, a little bit of a run through on it but and we are in the masterclass as well. So in the mastermind, I'm not yeah. sure what it's called, which yeah. is really exciting. L is going to be in Orgasmic Ascension, my monthly membership. So we're recording right after this for that, going deeper yeah. into havening, yeah. um, which I'm Absolutely. super excited about. And as you were just talking, I was just thinking like for me with my PTSD, I disassociated. So I like forgot mm. everything for a long time. Um, so I can imagine like just knowing from my experience using touch so much would be amazing, um, to actually bring back some of the sensitivity in the body and being able to feel and not be numb, you know, um, absolutely. 
Yeah. And and that's where it comes down to, you know, I've had endometriosis in a client, very severe endometriosis, clear up within six weeks. And um, I had a client with, she'd had rosacea on her face for 18 years that cleared up in a couple of days. Um, ovarian cysts as well had, had disappeared. Um, and so it's, it's, you know, the body is the barometer of the soul, right? Incredible book there, not until, but um, the, the body is always talking. And so when we've experienced trauma, you know, our body will store it. And so it's about getting it out of the body as well. And, you know, for me, that's, that's using havening. That's, you know, and before I jumped on this call, like you shared, you know, I was sitting, you know, I, I sat down at my desk and I had like a few tears and I, I have um, a, a beautiful thing of, you know, I don't know if it's a Beatles song or who's, who sung it, but don't let the sun go down on my problems. And so here I am, you know, the, the sun hadn't gone down yet. So I was still holding on to it. I was allowing my human to kind of experience, you know, the mess and, you know, the beauty and the, the lessons to come through until I decided, actually, I don't want this for myself. And within four minutes, I just used the havening touch. So again, the, the arms and, you know, I just either imagined myself walking the beach and, you know, taking 10 steps or I, in this round, I actually counted backwards from um, 77 by sevens. <laughs> I didn't get too confused. Um, and then, you know, you could hum a nursery rhyme. And it's about creating that distraction for ourselves. So, you know, if we are at home and you're experiencing something, you know, just allowing yourself to be it, be with it, but also knowing that you can choose to walk away from it at any point as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. It's uh it's just it's it's such a juicy modality that's so simple. I, I like to call it deceptively deceptively simple because it's you know, I think we have this belief that healing is, you know, gonna take a long time and it's gonna be really hard and you know, we're gonna have to take ourselves into places within ourselves that we've not met. And you know, I call bullshit like healing it, it gets to be easy it gets to be light it can be quite fun and you know it's there's no real pieces of ourselves that we haven't met because we've created all of them and so you know if we've created it all we can uncreate it all and also your listeners might know and you might know of access consciousness as well um another modality that i absolutely love and yeah you know it's we have the power of choice and we are, you know, our, our creators of our reality alongside everything else that's out there for us. But yeah, so it's, you know, inviting your listeners to make a decision right now if they'd like to shift, you know, what it is that they're sitting in and, you know, just haven and count backwards from a hundred and reach out and let me know how you go. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. If our listeners want to dive deeper, where should they come and find you and seek out, you know, that deeper experience? Yeah, so I do work with clients all over the world and Zoom is a wonderful thing. I I was on Zoom with, with clients all over the world prior to COVID happening and so it's, um it's you know, nothing really changed in that arena for me. Uh, but my website is just my full name, so www.ellouisemcbride on Instagram as well. I share a lot, the same Facebook. 
Um, so you can find me on those platforms. But if you are, you know, somewhere else in the world and seeking one-on-one uh, for Havening, I really invite you to check out the havening.org website as well for local practitioners. There are only about 400 practitioners in the world. Um, there's less than 20 here in Australia. So, and there's not many of us, um, but if you've, you know, if you feel the call or even if you have questions, I'm so obsessed with talking about it and introducing people. And, you know, I, there's, there's a lot on my YouTube channel and everything like that as well. So, and in your masterclass coming up, I'm really excited to record it now. I'm like, oh, let's get juicy. Yes, <laughs> amazing. Um, so we're going to sign off now. We're going to go record this other bit. Thank you so much for coming on the show and bringing your wisdom and healing magic to our listeners. Of course. Thank you for having me. And for those listening, just thank you for taking the time out for yourself as well. And um, I really want to honour and respect that, you know, you're, you're incredible for just being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this episode ignited you, expanded you, and enriched your heart, your mind, your life in some way. If it did, reach out on Instagram. My handle is this is Amy Rushworth, or you can head over to my website for all my courses, retreats, and magical offerings at amyrushworth.com. If the show feels like a vibe for you, make sure you subscribe. And if you have 60 seconds to rate and review, or even to just share the show with a friend, I would be so, so, so grateful. And it helps more amazing, beautiful people like you to discover this show and to improve their lives for the better. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until then, I'm sending you strength, grace, ferocious courage, and a friendly reminder to always love yourself fiercely and to go out there and live your most unapologetic life.